Welcome to the Bearded Outdoors podcast. I'm your host and co-owner of Bearded Outdoors, Reese Richards. This podcast is going to be just like you're sitting on your grandpa's tailgate. We're going to be talking about everything faith, beards, and the great outdoors. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. We really hope you enjoy and continue to do better and be better. God bless. I get this to go to here. Man, this is this is crazy. Alright, it's recording now. Yeah. Alright. So I need my drink and then we uh We're sitting here guys. We attempted to knock down some armadillos and that didn't happen, so at the happy place. Yeah, we just decided to sit back down and record another yeah. pod. So, um, once again, we don't know what we're talking about, but we do have experiences. So, we're going to try and keep this sweet. We're going to try to keep it under 30 minutes, uh, maybe 25 minutes. If you say 20 minutes, then we'll probably keep it under 30. So, so we'll, an hour? Yeah, so we'll just do that. <laughs> um... So, come on, Scott. What, what are we going to talk about here? Man, there's, when it comes to hunting, there's all kind of hot, hot topics out there that we could just dive off into that are, you know, we could, we could pull up some controversial topics or we could pull up mm. some faith-filled topics. But, I mean, there's topics like, for me, I think about we could talk a while about provision, talk about how the Lord provides through the outdoors and hunting. Mm-hmm. We could talk about raising kids up in there. That'd be a whole, you know, in hunting in the outdoors and mm-hmm. the importance of things that I've learned through my experiences. My kids are pretty much grown now, and I look back and I go, I wish I'd have done things a little bit differently. Um, well, we could do that because, yeah. I mean, I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old, so you talking about that with what you yeah. could do, me talking about what I don't do, and you saying you should do it, and then me saying I might do it, we could talk about it. All right, well, let's start Let's start real quick with a how did you get into hunting, what what got you into it, and then what got me just briefly, kind of how, how that happened. Okay. And then we'll go into the this is what I've done with the kids and whatnot. Look at that. What? Focus. See that? Okay. Focus. This is Firefly. Rain it in. Um, okay, so episode right. two okay. of Beard Outdoors podcast. It's you going to be called Focus, Pay Attention. Focus, Pay Attention? Yeah. Squirrel. Square. Yeah, so uh, we will just, episode two of the podcast, you'll actually go, that'll be the whole whole aspect of how I started and all that, but just a quick gist, uh, lived in a small little town outside of Detroit, my dad was a Detroit narcotics police officer, I guess I could call him, and um, when he wasn't working uh, and we weren't playing sports, he was taking us out of the city and into the woods in outside so of Detroit. he was the outdoors. He was the hunter that got you into it. He was the only really outdoors. His dad wasn't a hunter. Yeah. His great-grandpa was, and uh, our roots run deep in West Virginia there. So uh, family in West Virginia kind of <clears> got him into it. So to 
get him away from his mindset of being a police officer and get us away from, you know, the city and sports. We would go and hunt, and I got away from it when I was about 17, moved to Florida, got away from it, partied hard, um, didn't really care about anything else but girls and partying, and next thing you know, I met my wife 19, 22, 23, started getting back into it hardcore, um, and just from there, it was chasing public land and utilizing Onyx to try and try and get on some private property pieces and then just gaining my knowledge through experience mm -hmm. and uh, putting your feet on the ground. Really, that's all you can do as a as a novice hunter in a sense. I don't I don't really remember much. I remember uh, going on these hunts with my dad, but I don't remember like actual learning techniques and stuff in a sense. I guess uh, I just I started just doing all hands-on stuff and, and learning for myself. I mean, that's really, really about it. And then once God took over, it just kind of my mind transitioned into killing something. And Do you think that if your father had never taken you, that you still would have ended up being an, 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 a hunter and outdoor enthusiast, so to speak? Um, if every if my life continued exactly how it happened, the only aspect was he never took me hunting. Probably, because when I met the people here, they were all country folk. Right, outdoors and So friends. I think my roots, be, roots being in West Virginia and those, you know, a bunch of farmers, cattle farmers, hunters, horseback, you know, rifle hunters, I think my roots would have, yeah, I mean, I think I would have. I don't know. That's a hard, I've never asked myself that. I guess what I'm getting at there is, like, it doesn't always, like... It doesn't always have to have somebody that introduces somebody yeah. to get into hunting, but I would say there's a vast majority of the people that are hunters had someone introduce yeah. them or cause yeah. that desire. See what I'm saying? Whether it be a friend or, or a family member, or right. it's there. There are those cases. Don't get me wrong, where somebody just says, "I'd like to try that," whether they saw it on a magazine or a TV or whatever. Yeah. I get but, that numerous times each year with with uh, random older gentlemen. Mm -hmm. I mean, once a year probably about. Yeah. Uh, I'm an archery tech, so like I, I get, I get some locals about 10, 10 to fifteen bows, you know, before season come into me, and I get some numerous guys that just happen to bring me their grandpa's bow or something, yeah. and absolutely know nothing. Just that, instead of something an older gentleman would do like golf, they just were like, "Hey, here's an old bow. I really, w it would be cool to just shoot this thing. My grandpa yeah. used to shoot." Next thing you know. Back in, yeah. I'm talking to them about, dude, I can easily take you hunting. I can teach you how to shoot bows. And not, not, I mean, none of them have came back to me with that aspect, but I've been only been archery, been an archery tech for about two years or three years, actually, like professionally. Yeah. So I haven't really had many, I've had about four experiences like that. And uh, now that this outdoor ministry started, to tell you the truth, yeah. man, it's almost worth like reaching out to those people and being like, hey, yeah. man. Do you really want to do this? Because if they don't like you, if they don't have any aspect of someone pushing them to do that, it might have been like I restrung that bow. He went home and shot it. He might have just put it down and just went upon his life, and just yeah. he might never go back unless I call. Hey, man, just like take that, take that step. Yeah, take the step. It might be the same concept. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, we usually have somebody that introduces. For me, it was my grandfather. My my dad was a golfer. Um, wasn't wasn't raised up around hunting at all. You know, my mother um, obviously was raised up because it, it was her dad 
that got me, you know, my granddad oh, yeah. into the hunting. Now, obviously she she didn't hunt or anything like that, but you got to think of different times. Now, times have changed to the point where there, back then there was no outdoor television. There was no there was no industry, you know what I'm saying? Right. And so hunting was had a, a pretty different meaning back then, more about provision. Now that, you know, there was, uh, I can remember listening to my grandfather tell those stories about the hunts that, that stuck mm-hmm. out into his head, yep. you know? And he was, obviously he was a big turkey hunter and he talked a lot about that. And I can still to this day, remember sitting in his living room as a kid, just listening to him talk about turkey hunting a little bit to us, you know, we were infatuated with outdoors, me and my twin brother, we couldn't sit inside for a second without, we would just want to be outside. Mm-hmm. So, and then West Point, where we grew up, dude, hunting was just so massive, you know, that yeah. it was, uh, it started to blow up and all of a sudden it was just like everybody hunted and friends hunted. So it was, it's, you know, but to say that, like, I, and I'm going into this, leading into this kids, raising your kids hunting and, and what, you know, the mistakes I made and things like that. Cause I, my dad was not an outdoorsman as far as hunting goes or fishing necessarily, mm-hmm. but he loved the golf recreation. That's, yeah. his, that's his passion. So. But for me, it's, it's crazy. Uh, had friends, and we just couldn't wait to find a way to go um, get in the outdoors and, and go hunting. And some of the earliest memories of my hunting are the craziest. Like, <laughs> I can still remember, like, the first deer hunt I ever went on, like, like vividly. Yeah. And so, uh, but anyway, to say that's pretty cool, man. My granddad got me into it, and it kind of stuck. And the passion grew, though. Yeah. It was, the, it was intriguing and the stories got me interested, but like when I got out there, there was no, there was no article to read or no television to watch on how to do this or nothing. It was like, how do you do it? You get out there, you get in the woods, put you your feet I mean? on the ground, and you put your boots on the ground. You put yep. your butt in the woods. I remember the first time I ever went turkey hunting in my life was right here on this property with my twin brother. Okay, mm. we caught up three turkeys within two minutes of being out here. Three long beards. Didn't shoot the first one. Cause all we could see was their heads. Yeah. They, it was just so happened. It was a hill there, right? And probably the best thing to do, we couldn't see, but the waddles, right? Like the, the red heads and the waddle, we couldn't see. We're looking for that beard, right? Yeah. Well, what we didn't know was we could also see. Redhead. No, we could see their fans. Oh. Couldn't see their beards. You could see full fans. I mean, just, just, it's just the perfect, yeah. perfectly terrible situation as far as for us because we had no clue what we were doing but you could see the, the top of the fans full fans and you could see and so anyway I remember that and we, and, and we ended up they they dropped back down the hill because we were kind of just laying there and they walked they kind of saw us and they dropped back down the hill and we eased up where we could see them like dang look at all three of them had rows <laughs> we were like why would it we had them anyway That's, so it's just the, the learning though getting out yeah. and you had to learn it the hard way you had to make the mistakes you had to put the grind in you had to figure out why deer do what they do and so um, it's funny life is the same way but, oh yeah it is and it's like you never even even people in the industry are always learning stuff like oh, yeah. I'm it's a learning, never, yeah. yeah, it's a never ending cycle yeah. of like, well, I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. Oh man, I didn't think about that. And you're, I mean, I, my first time ever, my dad told this story is I was four years old and he strapped a rope around my, underneath my armpits and pulled me up wow. to sit next to him in a double stand. That's so safe. it's, yeah, it's very, it's good. I mean, it's very safe. Yes. So <clears throat> that's something that like, I wish I could remember. My first few times, um, but 
honestly, the drive and passion of do it yourself started in Florida. That was a big one. That one hit hard. Yeah. I'm pretty good. Yeah. I see some of your brains hanging out. It hit me like a bullet. Um, but yeah, man, that, that that's a. Yeah. It's crazy. It's well, crazy. What I was kind of thinking was like, so raising my kids hunting, and, and the first of all is the why. You know, why, why hunting? Why do you want your kids mm-hmm. to? It's it really for me. It was my passion, and when I had kids, it was it was just such a great time because to get away and spend time with your children on purpose. Like the there's no TV, you know, no yeah. you know. Of course, you got cell phones nowadays, you know, and I and I could talk about that all day long. It's I mean, different. Everybody's got look. I mean, I, I've just seen, a ten year span of raising kids is, is yeah. right now. Yeah, crazy different. Oh, it I mean, is. Five and, years, maybe. And, and look, I want to say this before I offend anybody. Like, this is just my opinion too. Like, I mm-hmm. just this is my preference. I don't. However, people want to do this or however they see it. Like, I've, I've had people that you utilize. What is it? Is it? Is it a? Is it a, a G donk? A wild thing? Oh. Is it? Is it a? Tell you what, Bigfoot. These, I'm pretty sure he's out here. But anyway, so. I guess where I'm going with this is like some people have used cell phones for their kids. They take them hunting, but as a pacifier in a sense, it's like they can't sit still, you know, but this phone will. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I prefer to do away with the phone because I feel like we're missing the experience. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And you're not, you know what I'm saying? In it. Now, have I my mean, kids look at their phone while they guess, but I'm just saying like you got to at least there's nothing wrong with it. I'm it makes not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just personally saying what I don't want. I wouldn't want to do would would get the wrong perception of them dude, of why we do it. Why, don't miss it. Like me, I can tell you this. I, of course, I didn't have cell phones when I was coming up hunting when I first started. Mm-hmm. I didn't. They didn't even have them. So I I was so. I, but I can tell you, if I'd have had one, I would have never looked at it unless you know. Yeah. Like now, they got Onyx and you got wind and stuff. You do that would have been it. Like okay, yeah. but I'm not gonna sit up there on my phone and look at Facebook for three hours in the woods. I'm just not going to do yeah. it. I'm, I'm here for this. You and know I know saying? people that say, so, you know, I I bring I bring a book and I'll read a book. or I'll, I'm like, well, dude, yeah. you can read a book at home. Yeah. So now your mindset is kind of like. There's nothing like, wrong with it. I get it. Look, hey, that's. I get it. Yeah. But are you truly soaking in the reason you're there? Or yeah. is the reason you're there, there might be to kill yeah. something and you're just. Yeah, with making your mind busy for their the reason time. might be that they could care less about killing something. They just want to be out and relax, you know. And a book, that could good, be and that's perfectly fine. A book, yeah, yeah, good book. My, my thing is, is this is like when I take my kids hunting, I look back and I'm like, here's here's what it's just my opinion again, but this is what I I believe. I did too much for them. Mm-hmm. I did not let them do enough. Nowadays, it's this. I mean, this is just the way it is. Like just putting them in a stand and saying the deer's like, going to come out here. I've done all the research. Yeah. I know where the deer are. And now with the baiting in so many states, it's legal. And, and, and I don't even want to get off into that because everybody this and that. It's not, that's not my point. And I don't want to argue that. But, like, you put out this corn pile and you know this buck's coming. You get your kid and you get up in there and he sits on his phone for two hours. There's your buck shooting, boom, go home. It's, what hey, is it, his perception of hunting? Right. And I don't want to, again, aggravate anybody with that. But my point is this. I... I did all the work, and that's not typically how I raise my kids, honey. I, we put them we, in the stands. There was no mm-hmm. no bait sitting there. We had a reason for the stands to be there. But here's the thing: I knew the stands that were. You know, I knew it was a great stand. I knew what wind needed, it needed to be. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, and things like that. And I knew. So my kids liked hunting, but as they've gotten older now, like at the age that they're at now, 
bro. I was in the and, and then the reality of it is too is you get some people just don't like what you like. I get it, but mm-hmm. I just have this theory for me. It's like I think that if if they have to learn it, mm-hmm. what hunting really is, you know what I'm saying? If they have to take part in all aspects of going and finding those trails, reading the sign, learning how to get in and out uh, less detected or undetected, mm-hmm. and finding you know what winds work for these areas, where the bedding areas, where's the food source. I just think that becomes it becomes to me more interesting and more involved and you become a hunter and now you're out right. you know versus just sitting shooting because at some point if that's all they do in my mind they just become shooters. Yeah. You know what or I'm killers, it's yeah. like I got all this stuff to entertain my mind, right? I'm working, I'm doing this funny I ain't seen a deer and you know and hunt like, for a purpose. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know. To me the, hunting you have to teach all aspects of hunting. It's not just sitting and shooting, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's more to it than just harvesting that animal. It's it, you got to put the time in, you know what I mean? Yep. And I did teach my kids some things. I just I just don't want you to miss teaching them. Man. And when right. you get a moment, you know, to teach them why you set things up the way that that you do mm-hmm. and and, uh, and how to do things um, you know correctly and how to read the sign and things just just all of the all of the things about hunting and also make hunting fun dude i just you know i have no problem with people chasing the biggest deer in the woods got no problem Mm -hmm. but if that's the if that's the determination between this kid having fun or not let them decide what's fun in a sense what's legal to the in the states you're in and then What's fun to them? Because they may, if they do take interest in, we can I, we can make them lose interest if we try to make them hunt exactly the way we do. That's why yeah. I like the idea of letting them learn how to hunt more and, and teaching them how to hunt and then saying, "Here, go do." But there, there's just like if we make it about killing the biggest deer and letting this deer walk and that deer walk. Personally, this is my personal opinion. I think sometimes we can take the fun out of it. They're young, yeah. man. Let them go have a good time and shoot some deer and, and you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Don't, once don't they run. get to that point of. Once they get to that point of full understanding, and and it's kind of like, you know, oh, once you're out of the house, you make your own decisions. It's kind of the same concept. You raise them up and and teach them your ways. But when they get to a point where they're mature enough to grab a gun, know how to load it, put that safety on or off, and determine if they want to harvest an animal or not and get the full reasoning of why they're doing it, then I believe 100%. Open them gates, dude. Like, okay, you... Yeah, you know, exactly. I've, I've seen that you know how to do all these things. Yeah. Now, I'm gonna stand behind you. Yeah, I'm gonna guide you. If you don't want to take it, there's numerous kids in, in in the youth hunt that I've done. Yeah, yeah. That would love to the, do that. Well, no, the year before, they kill a four point. Yeah. The next year, we're. I mean, literally anything legal, dude, go for it. Which is basically spiking bigger. Oh yeah. That kid passed up a six point. I want. I want. That's to what he wanted point. to do. Right? That's what he wanted to yeah. do. That's what. His growth in hunting was that was I kill the six I want to kill an eight and then one, like then it's about the experience. But if a spike would have came out and been like, you know, I want to kill that spike or I know someone that could really use the meat, you know, yeah. I, I just want to harvest that spike, it, dude. It, <laughs> Again, these are just my it's personal, yeah. just just my thoughts. We're just raising two kids that are yeah. grown now and 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 I'm looking back. It's easy to look back and see the mistakes you made. You wish you could go back in time, yeah. but like that's what—that's how I feel about it. I personally think that I wished I had spent more time teaching instead of just because you, what you, your dad—you mm-hmm. you want your your kids to kill you know to harvest harvest yeah. these big bucks, right? You want them to have success, so you put in the work. But you can do 
too much. You know what well, I'm saying? Well, it's so much easier. It's like any aspect of teaching with a kid. Yeah. It's so much easier. I, I, I want to change the oil in my truck. Yeah. I could, in 15 minutes, I can go outside, change the oil in my truck. If my son's involved, it takes 45 minutes. But if you take the time to do that, it's all about that connection. And yeah. hunting's the same thing. Like, I don't want my son to go out here and be like, hey, where's that trail camera at? Or yeah. uh, how did you put this stand up? Yeah. And next thing you know, he's just there. And he just putting in the work gives a perspective way different than just being put in a spot. Yes. And Amber, after she harvested her first doe, she was like, I I can't wait to like help, you know, when we get our own land to be able yeah. to help you and prepare, you know, this yeah. and that. And, you know, she obviously said, I would have put a ladder stand here right. instead of a lock on. Yeah. I ain't doing You're going to have to have again. some comfort. What the heck? <laughs> so on, on the trail camera thing, I personally love trail cameras. Mm-hmm. Love them. But that could I, also think, be something I bad. think that everybody needs to experience this. Like, you need to be able to go into the woods yeah. without any knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Yes. No trail I cam, no rig. Go into those woods and find that spot, climb up there, you know, set everything up, and just hunt without knowing. You know, the, Get you on know public their sign. land first. If you're going to put you your foot sign. on the ground, yeah. if you're going to put your feet on the yeah. ground and you're, like, wanting to get into hunting, yeah. my recommendation is... Do not instantly think you join a club right away. Do not instantly think like, dude, you get your feet on the ground, watch videos, watch YouTube videos on how these guys are doing things, and and numerous, not just one personal guy, numerous people, and then combine your knowledge into what you feel and just tell people where you're going, Mm. first of all. Don't just go out to public land and just start hiking and you'll... That's a whole other... We could do a whole segment on that. But yeah, that's putting your feet on the ground in public land, I think. I think you need to experience going in, not know. I can remember sitting in the deer stand Mm -hmm. for years. This was for years. No trail cameras. You sit out here on this place and I can remember being up in the stand, obviously not on my cell phone, literally, and, and and I'm pretty sure there's people out there that can feel what I'm about to say. You're dreaming... You are imagining, you're seeing that trail or that spot you think this deer's gonna come from, but you imagine just the, the most massive, like you're just mm-hmm. sitting here, because if you really want, you know, I wanna, I wanna kill a big deer, Every man. Sit on it was years land. before I, you know, I'm thinking, could it, it got, you know, what if, you know? There was just this imagination factor that intrigued me to wanna, you know what I'm saying? That sign, that rub on that tree that was way bigger than any I've ever seen, is like, oh, this this gonna be, you know, you always had that, oh, it's I gonna know. be a giant deer. That's whatever. Fun. That's what made but hunting it, fun. I can oh. just say, what if, what if you had all your trail cameras out on this 175 acres, right? And you didn't have one deer on that camera that intrigues your kids anymore. After they've killed bucks and we made it all about size, and they go, man, Dad, they, man, they ain't nothing to go out there and chase this year. I'm done. I don't and even want to go. Like that that, that's, we've missed something at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't enjoy hunting, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not to mention there's deer out there you probably won't ever get on camera. My, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they can run it. That's a whole, again, off track. Here's where I do want to go before we get too long-winded, though. So a couple more things. Yeah, my phone might die, so yeah. A couple more things really quick that I think I'm really big on. And I regret not doing well. Mm-hmm. One of them is, is conservation. We teach yeah. our kids to hunt. We teach our kids to love hunting and enjoy hunting. But I think we need to start teaching our kids at a younger age. Agreed. Because I'm just now, as I'm getting older, to be quite honest with you, I grew up hunting and, and conservation was not on my mind. Yes, follow the legal laws. Yes, you know, all that stuff. But, but I'm talking about it? much deeper. Like, yeah. you know, you have, you know, when I started hunting out here, 
so many turkeys, it wasn't a problem. I didn't worry. I'll have turkeys forever, dude. Mm -hmm. It's not until I started losing the numbers that I'm like, wait a minute. Well, on? dude, what have, you, what have you done, Scott, to, to, for conservation? You know what I'm saying? Like there, when you realize that the natural resources could be depleted and there could be a time if we don't do something or teach yeah. that our kids or my grandkids may not have deer or, yeah. or, or you know what I'm saying? It's a, you think it's crazy, but it's not. Yeah. So, well, teaching them about that and then teaching them about, you know, why can you only kill one buck in a certain state? Teaching them, you know, at why a is age. why are there numbers? Well, yeah, and that's where I came into Amber very quick. I'm going to tell you, but I told Amber like I don't want to be that. Oh, Jace can hold the crossbow; he's going to kill his first deer next year. Absolutely not. Yeah. I'm one of those people that until he fully understands why you harvest an animal, why there is hunting fully i mean i'm talking he's five years old but he will go with me and put in the work and he will do these things and then i will say hey are you ready to put a, a weapon in your hand yeah i mean until he fully understands why he is pulling that trigger because the worst thing that could ever happen is a dad forcing a kid into harvesting something so the dad gets boastful forces the kid upon pulling a trigger the kid gets mortalized on the aspect of you know, shooting and killing an animal, next thing you know, that kid never, ever wants to have anything to do with hunting. Yeah, there's a lot of ways we can mess it up for sure, but yeah, just my advice on that, man, like, let, you know, teach them a little bit more. Don't just, don't just put them in every spot. There's a deer, shoot it. They yeah. can't just be shooters. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? They have to be hunters. Yeah. Why do we do it? Talk about the provision aspect right. of it. I mean, dude, we live off of the deer meat. Like, we fill our I freezers know. up every year with that, and that's what we use, and that's a great thing. I've teach my kids how to process the deer. Don't just do right. it all for them. And you have to turn them loose. And it's kind of a scary thing sometimes, you know. Yeah. But you have to turn them loose in a sense. You teach them and then show them. But the conservation deal was, was huge for me. It just hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, I didn't teach my kids. And, and I'm just learning myself, to be honest with you, to really appreciate more. And it's like we need to start teaching at a younger age the importance of taking steps. Not just... Yeah. Not just even just, I, I want to do more than just it's great to donate money and give to these organizations, but do your part on your land. Do your part, you know. Right. If, if everybody would do their part, there, there's a huge management effort collectively versus what it used to be. Like, used to it was like this idea in certain areas, like, oh, my neighbor's going to shoot it out, you know, so no need. Well, now it's getting, it's, we've grown to where so many people are starting to manage more. Yeah. Well, your deer herd's better, and there's, there's supplemental feeding in the off-season. It's healthier. It's great. Deer hunting's better than it's ever been, but... You got to teach your kids how and why. You know what I mean. Yeah. What makes and and why do we not shoot this deer or that deer more than we? You know, right. things like that. And it's in turkeys. Gosh, dog turkeys, man. Don't get me started on turkeys, dude. That's why we need to be out here killing armadillos and raccoons. Like we need that. to. Yeah, yeah. These mosquitoes finally started picking up. And just, I guess, just teaching them to stuff. really appreciate the fact that we have the privilege to go hunting, the freedom to do it. And don't take it for granted, and mm -hmm. that—that's in a lot of ways, and, and conservation is one of those. The yeah. natural resource itself being there and being able to take them and enjoy that is a blessing and a gift, and a God-given gift. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, don't take it for granted by just going and killing everything you see or, or disobeying the laws or just not caring. You know what I mean? Yep. Let's enjoy hunting for, and make it fun, and and uh, yep. some of the best memories that I will ever have or have had with my it's in the woods with my kids man mm -hmm. just you know what i'm saying that's the only kind of memories that you can really be one-on-one -on -one with because any any other any other situations there's noise any other some any other situation there's other people any other situation there's other aspects that the kid gets focused on yeah and the woods it's almost a point to where you are forced to okay this is one-on-one -on -one time 
you know, yeah. when Amber and I were here, because of the service and stuff, I mean, it, we got to a point where we literally just put our phones on the table and we let people know ahead of time. And, like, that's how it used to be, you know. Yeah. Back in the day, old man would go to work. You, I'll see you in a few hours. Yeah. You actually had came home and had something to talk to. Mm-hmm. Something to talk about, I mean. Now it's like you get home, you already know what each other's day's like. Next thing you know, you don't have a relationship because you ain't talking to each other because you've been texting all day. Yeah. And that's the Amber. Amber and I get caught up in that, but we realize it, so that's good. But, um, yeah, yeah, man, I appreciate you. Uh, we're going to cut this. Normally I wouldn't cut anything short if those flows keep flowing, but um, we're limited on battery on my phone and um, everything like that. So appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, contact us. Um Anything you're watching this on video, comment yeah. below if you're listening and he, on here. Yeah, if you have a thought, uh, some stuff that, that you have learned about, hey, yeah. this is what I would do differently. But keeping right. keeping the kids, and, and, yeah. and a lot of this is all opinion, you know what I mean. But it just this what I keeping your kids interested in the outdoors and loving right. it for what it's supposed to be, you know, and, and uh, making it what I think what it what it's supposed to be for they'll enjoy hunting for what it what it is. Right. You know what I mean? Provision, yep. the aspects of it, the blessings of it, the conservation, just the whole the whole deal, not just going out shooting something and going home you know Amen. and teach them teach them teach them teach them because one oh, day yeah. they, may, they may need it you know what mm-hmm. I mean? <laughs> for sure yeah so y'all download team bearded outdoors app get inclined in that that 99 cents a month goes to our new ministry outdoor ministry ministry cross time ministries 100 of that goes to Cross Time Ministries. Cross Time Ministries is starting up. We just created this two days ago. Uh, It's going to be cool, man. We have a lot of amazing things that that Scott and I are partnering up on, and he has just poured his heart out to Amber and I and Bearded Outdoors, and uh, we have some very exciting things coming. So just start off by downloading Team Bearded Outdoors on the Google Play and and, and, uh, Apple App Store and mingle with us we're on there um it's a cool social media app with everything i mean i'm not even going to explain it go on there check it out uh your 99 cents a month goes right to cross time ministries uh and it helps us out to build up some uh, a fund account to be able to uh bless everybody else around us because Send a kid hunting hook you hook you up with yep. the, with the right places so yeah it's not about it's not about us it's not about me it's about everybody else and you know, we just happen to be blessed with some connections around the U.S., and um, we're here to bless others with yeah. with these things. So, appreciate you guys. Love y'all. Uh, God bless, and catch you on the next one. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please share with one friend right now who you feel needs to be inspired or who you feel could really use our messages in their day. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.